hi guys yeah it's me i know it has been crickets in the space and it's been due to some unforeseen and foreseen circumstances which i won't be discussing on today's episode but we will definitely get to but i'm here with an episode i recorded three months ago with some friends where we had an interesting conversation that i couldn't just let pass before the year ends I found that conversation very, very rich and is something I think I should share. Not just should, must share. But yeah, we are back on half schedule at least before the year ends. And I'm hoping to neatly tie up the loose ends to the podcast. Even if we are not ending strong, let's end neat. <laughs> okay, to the episode of the day. Hi guys! Hello guys! Welcome to the Girl Unplugged podcast. This is Rita Chukwiki. This is a platform for authentic and heartfelt conversations that inspire mindful living. <laughs> so, I had a conversation with two friends of mine. Ami and Sarah. They both are very good friends of the podcast and have been on the podcast on several episodes separately. Because Sarah was a guest on episode 90, The Sexual Lives of Liberated Women, while Ami has been on a few. But this would be her most recent feature. So today we are talking about dating as a self-aware person. What does it look like? What does dating as someone who is self-aware look like? And especially someone who is not just self-aware, but on their healing journey. How does someone like this navigate romantic relationships? And we talked about the subjects of empathy in conflict, compromise and sacrifice, self-toxicity, and a lot more. And of course, from personal experiences. So... I hope you learned something from this. First of all, we delved into who a self-aware person is. And Ami shares what she thinks about this. So I would like I would like to know your perspective on self-awareness as an individual. Okay. okay. I see self-awareness as the whole essence of life or a person's life. You know, when we're born, we're running on what people say we are, how our parents, you know, say we are. They say, oh, you're such a smart child. Oh, she likes math. Oh, she likes this. They like that. You know, we grow with this um, understanding that people have of us. Like, it's almost um, forced down to us right and we just run with it but as we go through life we begin to notice certain things about ourselves and sometimes people who are not who do not understand this thing you know in fact not some people most of us become like deal with like this conflicting energy like my parents expect me to be like this because they think that i'm this kind of child or my siblings, my friends expecting to be like this, but then this is what I'm finding out about myself. And if we do not, if a person does not embrace self-awareness, the person might feel like, okay, something is wrong with me. Why am I not the way they say I should be? 
or the society in general, it's not just our family, but you know, the society begins from our families and the closest people around us. So how I see self-awareness is like, it is an important journey that everyone should embark on, you know, just to really learn things about yourself. It is not always going to be conflicting, but at least it's like a way of being sure of who they say you are, <laughs> what they say you are, and then on learning the ones that are not real about yourself, even yourself in your journey, sometimes you feel like, okay, I am all this, or I like these certain things and all that. But then as you grow, you get to a certain stage and you feel like this is not it for me anymore. I don't know if you've, been, <laughs> you've ever experienced this, the thing like, okay, you thought that you like this food so much, like myself, I used to like eggs so much, like boiled eggs. But then I got to a point, got to a point in my life where it's like, it just, it just started to feel like I couldn't stand boiled eggs anymore. I could eat them fried, but then boiled eggs and, you know, all of those things, it could be as simple as that or uh, even deeper. So self-awareness from my perspective is the whole essence of a person's life. You need to understand yourself so that you can be able to like function properly in your um, interpersonal relationships as well, you know, so that you see or understand how you present mm -hmm. yourself in a lot of ways, in different ways um, and all of that. And the journey is never ending. It's not like, oh, I'm about to find something out about myself. I found, oh, I've finally forgot, figured myself out completely. I don't think that there's anything like that. But you, it is important to know yourself, your tendencies, how you show up at various stages of your life, you know, unlearn, relearn, draw, mm. accept, because mm. acceptance is another path, you know, that I find that many people don't, don't, don't really understand about self-awareness. They think that when you go on your self-awareness journey, it's about you dropping some things and improving some things. Sometimes it's just for you to accept that this is how it is. You know, it is, this is who I am and you embody that and you just leave that out, you know, what's in your relationships. So that's how I see self Sarah also explains a self-aware person from the perspective of active work in pursuing self-improvement. So um, right now, I ha I've seen a lot of pages of people that are self-aware. They they've gone through their healing journey. They've realized what their traumas were. They, they've gone to therapy. They chose to heal from it. They are now like better versions of themselves. So it's amazing to see that amongst young people these days, you understand? Yeah. Nobody's suffering in silence anymore. Nobody's doing things of this is how I am. You have to take me like that. People are actually putting in to become better version of themselves, and it's actually exactly to see. And I really, really like that energy. You understand? I love it. Mm. I love it for everybody that has chosen to go through it, because the truth is, healing is not easy. It's six states like you're making progress. The next states like you can't get out of bed. You're just caught in. Nothing makes sense. <laughs> you're back to square one. You're back to square one. And, <laughs> If you see people that have gone through all that, I think the people that have told more people that actually go through therapy, you know what it feels like for you to bear all your past, pure yourself, 
react to me in front of somebody else, be vulnerable because you don't mm. you. I think those people they deserve a different kind of medal because it's really not easy. So it's amazing to see people like that these days. And I feel like those people have gone through a lot to become this version of themselves. So whatever they say they want, please they deserve to get it. When it comes to relationships or even friendships, self-aware people look out for other self-aware individuals because there is a lot of understanding and a lot of grounds that are already covered in understanding each other. And let's not forget ease or flow in the relationship. And oftentimes things like ideals and values are similar if not the same. So it becomes ideal to seek out your kind for relationships. However, there are still struggles and things are not as easy as it is perceived to be. Ami explains it further. As much as I want to narrow it down to romantic relationships, I believe that even in platonic relationships, self-awareness have a role that they play. But then let's bring it to romantic relationships because that is, in fact, every everyone desires to have somebody that would love them and that they would love. Yeah. And then for self-aware people, it's the dynamic is actually very different. Because right. you're coming with a knowing. And sometimes this knowing can be a barrier to actually achieving the best in your relationships. Mm-hmm. It can help make your relationship the sweetest thing ever. But it can also make your relationship the most terrible of experiences. Right. And that's why I want us to talk about it. So self-aware, self-awareness in romantic relationships. Okay. <laughs> like I said earlier, self-awareness is, in fact, I think, let me say it this way. It is the foundation of a human being. Like that's when you pick yourself, when you go on your self-awareness journey, that's when you are building your own foundations by yourself. Yes, there were one. There were some of the, there are some of them that were existing. You know, there are some of them that were existing. You know, as you were growing up and all. But when you decide to become intentional or you intentionally go on your self awareness journey, it's like building your foundations. And those foundations, when they begin to gain roots, they can be like you said, a good thing. Or we could use them sometimes in a way that is not so good and then we use them to ruin relationships. Because, you know, when you start to build these things, you're happy, you're excited. Okay, fine. I know this thing. We live this generation. I want to give it to us or to everybody that is currently existing in this generation or living. We are actually studying. Many people are studying. You know, we want to know um, ourselves some people those who are doing that and when you know putting in the work to get to know but knowing is not doing 
lot of people just want to learn to know they want to sound knowledgeable eloquent and some of us you know genuinely want to be aware of all of these things but there is a high i've seen that there's a high that comes with knowing like a certain kind of high i don't know if it makes sense but that there's this high that comes with knowing or an ego boost yeah exactly so that's that's a better way to say it i found that yeah in all of that knowing or with all of this knowing you know you become aware of yourself to a good extent you're aware of how things should be especially in romantic relationships because right now let's face it there's the internet everybody's dishing out advice sometimes it hits us and we're taking it all in and then we feel like we know you know some people genuinely go in search of this knowledge and then when we gain all of this knowledge you feel like we know you know we listen to podcasts we listen to videos and we begin to sound cool especially when we have like conversations with our friends they're like oh you are aware so when people talk to us they're like oh this person is aware is evolving they know their stuff but when push comes to shove especially in romantic relationships when we need to act like we know we fail to that's really like the mm. self-awareness and that's um, right and um, romantic relationships or in romantic relationships a lot of times knowing is not doing we are aware of these things we are aware of our tendencies and we tell ourselves oh i'm working to improve these things i am good or i'm going to but we do not really practice it and that's where the problem comes it's like we just gain all this information and they are stuck in our heads and we think that knowing it will run our relationships for us but that's not it you know let's talk about two self-aware people now if they and if they do not understand that they are supposed to use their self-awareness to the advantage of for the growth of the relationship they could actually destroy things because of that being self-aware in a relationship and also being with someone who is self-aware should be a plus we should be able to learn how to put in the work with that and grow our relationships what makes relationship easy with a self-aware person another self-aware person is the fact that they know themselves you know yourself and both of you should be able to create a common ground especially during conflicts to look at um the issues with the knowledge that you have and work together, not against each other. That's what makes it look easy. Like when you see some um, self-aware couples who uh, look like they're having it easy, it is being able to have those tough conversations without allowing your feelings get in the way. It is being able to show up and not, you know, just um, ghost or stonewall your partner. You know, and then when he, when the person asks, you now bring up arguments, you know, you want to defend yourself. You are now using the knowledge that you have that you should have put, used to work towards growth and conflict resolution. You are using it to defend yourself. So basically, you're working for yourself in the relationship. You're not putting in the work with the knowledge that you have to work towards the growth of the relationship. Let's look at the self-toxicity that self-aware people impose on themselves. Individuals on their healing journey are 
aware of their weaknesses, but they do not know how to manage their toxic traits most of the times. Hence, they jeopardize these relationships. Toxic traits are formed due to past experiences that causes us to build walls or protections, which turn around to be toxic than protective, if you ask me. On this topic, we share some of these experiences from our own personal life. I'm working on it. Yeah. So, and I've seen a lot of improvements, but a lot of people do not know this about me, but I'm actually a runner. I am a runner. Like, I run from... <laughs> maybe, yeah, it is a tough... You know, at first I thought that because of how aware all, all my self-awareness and self-improvement, everything, I thought that, all you know, the knowledge I have of those these two things, I thought that I was doing it to protect my peace, right? Mm. But mm. in real sense, like when I sat down with myself and I actually checked it and I, you know, looked into my relationships, both platonic and romantic relationships, I found out without a doubt that I am a runner and it is not a healthy uh, it's not healthy it's like you go into someone's life or let me be very direct right now it's like I get into people's lives and then when when we are required to really really work out the relationship like you know, for the, the resolve conflicts, everything. Yeah. It's like, okay, I try a little bit, but then it's like, ah, oh, no, it, it requires more work. I'm like, fuck it. I'm not doing this. I'm out. My peace of yeah. mind is important <laughs> to me. <Right. laughs> That's always the life. And then you run yeah. away. <laughs> yeah. So, but what I, at the end of the day, what happens is I run but then I do not have peace because I then I, I will start seeing or understanding that I, 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 sh- I could have given more. This is not, I'm not talking about, you know, the times where people overgive or where I overgive. I feel like I've done the relationship. You know, that's not, that's, yeah. Right. That's not the part I'm talking about. It's different. But I just, I, you know, I start thinking about these things or the fact that I ran and I start feeling like, okay, I should have done more. I should have been there, you know, for this person, you know, held space for them, you know, be more patient with them, this, this, that. And it is the fact that I do not have that peace that makes me, you know, will bring my mind to the fact that you just ran. You ran like you used to. In fact, let me tell you, let me make this (laughs) confession. (laughs) I've never confessed this, but I was angry with a friend who pointed this out sometime i got angry with her and i actually cut her off i've never been able to talk about this but since we're having like this real raw conversation let me say so she came to me one time and then she was like oh uh, uh okay i shared something on my citizen she was like is this a new person have you uh did you just run away like you used to i know that was disrespectful like the way she said it i di- i don't like it um, I did not like it, and I still do not like the way she said it. I feel like she could have said it, you know, I don't know, but <laughs> she was right. But at that time, I, will, I was not at the space where, or at a place where I could take in that truth and, you know, just modify it by myself to suit my experience or the reality of my life. So I got angry. <laughs> I didn't cut her out because of that, but it was like one of the other, you know, one big reason 
inside many other reasons, you know, and I just caught out of, but at this point of my life, I've evaluated myself and I understand, yes, this is a toxic trait and I actually do run. Maybe for some good enough reason, if I want to like justify it, but in the real sense of it, I run and it's not okay. So <laughs> that's my own. My toxic trait is yeah. overthinking. One of it, actually, because I know people have more than one toxic trait. One of my toxic traits is overthinking. And I overthink myself into tight corners. You know when people say, oh, this person broke my heart. Mm-hmm. Eh? I break my own heart with my overthinking. (laughs) (laughs) Because at the end of the day, Mm. I think of scenarios that are non-existent, that we are not there. I assume things that are not real. And then it now affects my behavior. Right. It's making me acting weird and awkward and mm-hmm. making me bring certain energies into my relationships that are not healthy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And yes, we don't talk about these things as self-aware people yeah. because self-awareness is not just, just like you mentioned, it's not something that should just give you a high or a, a or an ego boost that... Ah, you know, I know myself, I can speak certain grammar about myself. But mm-hmm. now that you know, what are you doing about it? You know? That's it. For someone like me, I'm an overthinker too. But I think I have just gotten to a point where I have understand the importance of communication. I have understand that mm-hmm. it's I'm oh I understand that it's okay to tell this person, tell my partner that I think this, I feel this. I am not accusing you of anything, but this is just a scenario in my head that is playing out. And I felt I needed to tell you about it. And I also want people to know if you're on this podcast and you're dating an overthinker, they need reassurance. Always and a lot. It's it's like a job, but I think people need to understand that we all come with a lot of we all come with baggages. Because I see um this hot takes on Instagram a lot about how men or women should date people with lesser baggages. But the thing is, if we all sit down and choose to peel mm-hmm. each other layer by layer, we all carry plenty of packages a lot that don't know how to hide them our ideas out from plain sight more than the others i so agree they come off as perfect and spotless but if we choose to see what everybody had gone through from childhood to adulthood we've all been through one trauma or the other that makes it like packages for people to carry around for somebody like me i deal with abandonment issue a lot I have mm-hmm. I got to a point in my life where I wired myself to this Nigerian saying of soldier go, soldier come. Like I got used to people just 
coming mm. and creating memories with me and they just up and leave aside romantic relationship i'm talking about friendships too, right now and it started affecting me to a point where i found it hard to let people in because in my mind you are just coming to create memories of me and leave again so let's not just start up what we can't finish so i push people out i don't let people in like in my mind i want them to just stay on the sideline and talk they don't have to come in they don't have to be mm. friends with me they don't have to be close to me you can just oh you don't even give all your all in in the relationship in the relationship or in the friendship mm. and i realized that i kept complaining about how i didn't have my own people my own cycle of friends but i didn't want to admit that it was because i was i had trust issues and I was not letting people in. And I think the whole thing that skyrocketed the whole incident was when I had to deal with the whole stalker issue that I did with them. It just made things worse for me. It's like, I don't know who you do. I don't know who to trust. And I don't know anything. But I have also come to understand that you can let people in. Give your all. And they will not leave. Mm. And I've also, I also yeah. come to understand that it's a two-way street. And when they leave, or you don't hear from them any, anymore, maybe their part in your life has been played out, and they just have to go. Exactly. So I had to embrace that and stop being too overly defensive or too overly safeguarding myself. And I think I need to put this all out, out there for people to understand that when it comes to love and romantic relationships, if you keep having this mindset of they're going to do this and this is going to be hap- this is going to happen because you don't want to deserve the breakfast, I feel like the relationship has ended before it even started. Exactly. You because you don't see yourself giving your heart into it. You don't do what you're supposed to do because you don't want them to hurt you or something. And it's, it doesn't make mm. any sense to me. And I have this mm. notion. See, when you meet somebody that you... If you might choose to open your heart to love them, I feel like you're also giving them power to hurt you. But you just have to love mm. them fiercely enough. But love yourself more fiercely. With the exactly. They won't hurt you. But when you mm. see that this is taking much from you and it's not giving, like it's emptying your, your like it's emptying your cup and it's not your love cup and it's not filling you back on. My love cup is empty. This person is not filling it up for me anymore. So it's okay for me to leave. On the subject of empathy in conflicts, what does empathy look like while fighting or during conflicts in relationships? In, in this practice of, oh, I can't talk mm-hmm. about this right now. Let's get back to it. It shouldn't really be every case, in every case. One thing, one way I see it or one way I talk yeah. about this uh, or I advise people to handle conflicts, myself <laughs> inclusive, is look at it this way when 
someone i i had this another analogy somewhere i can't even really remember but it made so much sense and i've been practicing it and I, let me just share it right now let's say your partner was out in the rain right and then they come in and they are wet the first thing to do is you're angry that yeah they went out in the rain without umbrella or maybe you told them to go out with the car or whatever you are upset about it but they come in and they are wet instead of you to start talking about the things that they failed not to do and all of that and all of that just acknowledge the fact that they are wet in that moment you know that's 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 just one thing i Mom. feel like the fact that they are wet and then later you can talk about i told you to buy something on the way you didn't go out with the car and you were not able to buy that thing you understand in that moment whoever brought up the the concern first calm their fear make them feel heard because this thing about oh sorry i can't really talk about this right now can we talk about it later the person feels like they they do not they, they you know they're feeling that doesn't matter it's not in every mm. case right but i feel like one step to take before we do that so that we don't leave that person inside you know just go into silence because something is happening in that person's mind and heart in the moment that we are by ourselves this is a relationship so the first thing is to okay i understand what you're saying um knowledge they are feeling just make them feel hard and sing talk about it a little bit and then maybe don't go into detail say okay this is how much i can give to this in this moment then later we can talk about it so that they feel like okay it's like they acknowledge the way I feel. Um, we can talk about it further later. One thing to keep in mind is that there is you, there's your partner, and there's the relationship. Bring in all of these three angles whenever you are, de- especially when you're dealing with a conflict. One, you have to know that, okay, I have to look out for myself. I have to look out for <laughs> my partner and be empathetic and, you know, hold space and all of that. And then so that, the relationship you know will grow it is all three of you it's not just but when you run and you fight for yourself or you fight against your partner and then you expect that the relationship will be okay like you can come back and pick up from and it's both of you from you know in the relationship so everything you do will affect everything all all those three parts let me explain how there is you there is your partner and then there's a relationship one now you're upset and your partner is also upset you just need to create that level ground where both of you can still be in the relationship where the relationship can still be existing nobody should just go and be on their own self like by themselves completely just try to hold space somehow do something let there be something like a middle ground so that the relationship is still existing why both of you are working things out on your own I keep telling people, if you are not ready to, to leave a person, don't fight like you are leaving. Don't fight like this is the end. Yes. Fight. Don't fight like this is the whole end because you're not going anywhere. So fight like there's another day. Fight like we can still revisit this. Fight like I can still be, you know, kind to you while we walk through our struggles. But if you are ready to leave, oh, 
fight like both of you are dying that day. In fact, I support you if you need. But if you know that you are not leaving, why are you fighting this person like they are an enemy? Why are mm. you like I don't I don't I don't see the reason. So using words that will break them and hurt them because you know one thing about words words linger after the conflict has ended ah you can't take them back so when we fight we must fight with empathy we must fight and you know look out for ourselves look out for our partner and also look out for the relationship in fact sometimes both of you may not be feeling good like i've been saying but still show up to hold the relationship it is something on its own just hold it hold it so that it doesn't crash completely while you are able to work out some things i want one more thing i want to point out in this um about this stage is being able to create systems in ourselves that can allow us to resolve certain things on our own before Mm. we are heard or seen in the way that we want by our partners it's like it's like a cooling system. It's like, okay, mm, I'm so hot right now, but let me just calm down. You know, just create those systems. I acknowledge how I'm feeling because we're talking about feelings here. I am talking, I, I acknowledge how I'm feeling. It's okay. I'm hot, hot, hot. If that's, that's why some people just go and hit the wall or something to expel it. I'm not, I'm not about to break my hand for anybody. So it's too delicate. <laughs> so, but basically creatives or whatever works for anybody i'm just talking about myself my hand i'm not about to punch any wall but it's just like that it's like creating something that in your mind that takes all this energy like where you just okay just take this energy i'm not going to go onto my partner with all of this hotness that is really the thing about self-awareness and your tendencies that's the beauty of it being able to catch yourself, you know, and to create systems that you can rely on as a person, even in your interpersonal relationships. It's like, let's say you hurt me right now, but then I call you on the phone and I'm shouting, you know, moving around, slamming doors. Why? You can't even see me. You're not even here. But all of those noise, they are, they are tones that you are reading, you know, and it will remain in your head. Because you called Grace on the phone and then she was banging doors and she was yelling and she was shouting. You are not even here. I know that I'm feeling the way I'm feeling, but then it's important for me to be able to calm myself and say, if not for anything else, she's not here. It is also a form of self-preservation. Why do you want to walk yourself up? Because of something another person has done to you. Just calm down. Calm down. Mm-hmm. That respect for yourself. Do not allow yourself to be walked You deserve the calm and peace. You know? Yeah. So that's just one thing. I feel like it's really very important. You know, just create that system where you have a conversation with yourself and you say, okay, I, I am hurt. I am in my feelings right now about this thing. But it doesn't look like this, my partner is giving to me or, you know, listening to me in the way that I want them to. It's okay. I'm not leaving. We'll talk about this later, but what can I do in this moment to make myself feel good? You look for something and do. Buy ice cream if it works for you. Eat chocolate if it works for you. Go for a run if it works for you. Whatever. Just Sit still. Breathing exercise. Cry exactly. if you have to. Yeah. 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 I didn't mention that. But expel yeah. that emotion. Yeah. Right. So just make hold space for yourself as well. Why? you guys get to a point where 
you can work things out. And I feel like allow yourself to actually really explore that energy so that when you finally have a chance to talk, you are talking with a clearer mindset. Like you're not functioning from feelings, feelings, feelings alone, you know. So you have to, as yes. you expend the energy, yes. think about it, you know, logically, in a, you know, just think I about agree. it, think it through so that when you finally get a chance to talk about it, you are not functioning from feelings alone and you can be able to have like sensible conversation <laughs> from, you know, and not just, um, and not be all feelings. On self-love and self-preservation, how does this guarantee sustainability in relationships and how we show up? We think that because we love someone and we are in love with someone, it means we should neglect ourselves. No. Especially in the honeymoon phase when you meet someone new, boundaries are blood values are blood you know the same for the same values you accepted to be with this person if you're not careful you're going to compromise on those values you're going to overlook things just because you're so excited you've seen this person they match a lot of things that you feel you want in a partner because the other person is also not perfect and they are going through their own healing journey and if they are self-aware enough they are working on themselves so there is bound to be that situation where they too are not totally coming fully now begin to neglect ourselves our values so when this person oversteps because we are still in that throes of excitement and passion we will overlook it and it becomes a norm because i mean you know never complained about it you know so when the honeymoon phase now passes now your eyes is now open you begin to say i don't like this thing but you you've actually made this person believe that it was not an issue in the first place so suddenly now it has become an issue so i think as much as we are into the relationship and we are so odd or struck love struck passionate putting in our all we shouldn't also neglect ourselves our values and do keep on doing the things that preserve us as a human being because you are the one that will look out for yourself first before any other person and no matter how someone loves you they cannot look out for you as much as you look out for yourself you see the thing with self-love is you can't pour from an empty cup. Mm. Be it man or woman. So if you're not filling yourself up, if you're not taking care of yourself, you can't take care of another person. I think that is what most people still don't understand. You have to love yourself enough, like love yourself so much for you to even know what it looks like to love and care for somebody else exactly so if you're empty inside or you're pouring from an empty cup you're bound to have something called love burnout that is when you start seeing yourself as you're giving too much 
Mm-hmm. Or you've given too mm-hmm. much because you you're empty inside already. You have nothing to give because you've used up all that is inside. And it brings this angle also still brings me up to the topic of boundaries. You can be for women. I think we, um, most times you hear things like with women, there's nothing like boundaries. But I want to say this: you can be sweet, soft nice and you can also still be firm with yes things like i don't want this this is what i want this is what i want there's absolutely nothing wrong with it and it's okay for you to have discussions with somebody if you want to have a romantic relationship with open your mouth and tell them how you would like to be treated from the onset from the onset this is how i want to be treated this is how i want to be careful Mm. this is how i want Mm. to be loved but at the same time you don't just ask for those things you should be doing those things for yourself let them see exactly (laughs) you're doing those things for yourself first before this before you start asking for somebody else to do that for you because it's easy for a lot of people to come out and talk about, oh, I won't take this from a man, I won't take this from a man. But when you have conversations with them about how you want, how do you want to be treated? What do you want? Most times they don't know. They just know the, but they don't know how they really want to be treated. A part of it also is <clears throat> is trauma. Because you find out that people know right but they are afraid to come out and say this is what i want because they're afraid or they're asking for too much exactly they're not deserving of it i was talking to my friend it would i think we talked we touched on dates and i said something about how i've never been on a date before it sounded weird, but it was like, okay, but have you been on a date by yourself before? I went quiet. I didn't understand, <laughs> but it, it made a whole lot of sense. He said, if you don't embrace the idea of dressing up and going out and taking yourself out by yourself, it's not going to make sense when somebody else does it for you because it's something you're not used to. In fact, this thing you said now just packed a thought in my head. Now, if you don't give yourself the bare minimum, when somebody gives you the bare minimum, you would think it is it's everything. Huge thing. Exactly. So when you see when you see these women that do things like take themselves to the spa take themselves on manicure and pedicure dates and all of that most times you think or even see men like i have this friend that takes himself out he wants to try out a new restaurant every weekend he wants to go out to eat he wants to go sightseeing or go have fun most times you think it's a waste of money but these people already have a certain lifestyle a certain they imagine a certain lifestyle and they are living Mm. by their on their own terms by their own selves so 
it's like when you're coming into this kind of people's life, you have to come correct or don't come at all. You know that you have to have energy. Compromise and sacrifice are two things nowadays that are viewed as impossible acts of service. I mean, if you compromise and sacrifice, you're not looking out for yourself or you don't love yourself. You know, the whole message on putting yourself first and all that. And that is, this is not to say that it is not appropriate or accurate to put yourself first in relationship but there are also a place for compromise and sacrifice these concepts can actually consolidate relationships sarah has a few words on this in, in this our era eh, we don't understand that when you choose to love somebody when you choose to do relationship with somebody love comes with the ability to serve when you love people you want to serve them in love i think that is why we have this nonsense dirty fight online on how a man has to do this or a woman has to do this you don't understand that love comes with the ability to serve when you cook for them you're serving them out of love and they would easily they should be able to easily do the same for you because they love you too when you're mm. buying something and you have this person in mind that oh he's gonna like this or she's gonna like this that is you serving out of love when you have these new memes that you want to share with them so bad Yo, that's mm-hmm. love that is serving this person out of love and I think that is why I feel like we need to normalize the ability to have tough hard conversations in relationships See, if you're you get all comfortable conversations with people are not people are lying to each other uncomfortable relationships with conversations that involve you guys have a fight why you ask questions like what could i have done better what could i have said better how do you think i should Mm. have treated you Mm. what should i do am i loving you enough is there anything i can do to make you feel better am i loving you the way you want me to love you wait you get Mm -hmm. before we conclude on this episode there was a critical subject discussed and that subject was on healing. Mm -hmm. So I would like to infuse the healing aspect of this topic in now because with self-awareness comes healing. And like you rightly said, you know, you have work to do to bring about the desired outcomes and results in enjoying a romantic relationship as a self-aware person. So with self-awareness comes healing, right? But then again, we find out that 
just like self-awareness there is a healing that happens when you are alone you are it is required that this healing happens away from somebody so you hear stuff like i am not ready for a relationship now because i am going through healing yeah we've heard people talk about it i've said that at some point in my life and i know i know why i said that and it's from a place of trying to figure out myself and my drama and my toxic traits um, the healing that has to happen in when we're in a relationship yes there's something like that there's there's certain healings that have to happen when we set ourselves apart but others some can never happen except we, we are actively in a relationship sometimes life when when we, we are trying to heal ourselves it's like life is putting us in situations where we can practice but a lot of people or some people just run you know we remove ourselves from the situation immediately sometimes we just don't have the courage to stay in it and improve ourselves but the truth is that we have to courage yourself yeah. and then develop the skills that will allow us to walk through these things in active service or practice that's just how i i like to put it you know when you are let's say let's say um let's use codependency issue as an instance here you can't really heal it on your own I don't, I don't believe that you can heal your codependency issues alone by being your, by, by yourself. Uh, what you described in your case is what the person will most likely be experiencing, you know, running away, going back to hyper-independence because, you know, you just can't heal this thing by yourself. But to heal codependency issues, you have to be, allow yourself to be in a relationship and to put in the work. I usually tell people that some mm. relationships that you're going to be in, they are not about uh, become the person becoming your forever. It's beautiful if it happens, but some are actually tools for your self-improvement. You just tell yourself that, okay, fine. If I get into character development, right. So if, if um, it doesn't lead to forever, at least I'm going to show up, be my best, put in my best, work on anything that this person complains about. And, you know, I, I really need to work on, work on myself, work on so many aspects of being in a relationship and sharing myself with someone. And if it packs up, I'm living with something. I know that some people say that, oh, uh, during when you when there's a breakup, you now go through pain again, and um, it it takes away from the healing or the work that you have done. That is if you let it. When a breakup happens, first of all, we need to understand that people will come into our lives and they can leave at any time and for whatever reason, and we don't have to allow ourselves to break to pieces whenever they leave. We need to be able That's to right. allow ourselves to mm. process okay, what had just happened? Yes, this particular relationship has ended, but then I do not have to destroy the work that I have put into myself just because it ended. So no, you can still work um, on yourself uh, or, and on your healing in a relationship actively. And even when it breaks up, you cry, you mourn the, the breakup, and then you keep it moving. If there's an aspect that you need to brush up on again, 
allow yourself time and then you get back to it you understand i do not believe that you have to i used to i used to think that but i don't think that we have to be fully healed because is there really a thing like being fully healed that's that's one misconception about healing i consider no that there's there's really a thing like being fully and completely restored and i think that people get themselves hurt by having this expectation you know uh feeling like oh uh things have to return to how they used to be i think we don't talk about this enough because we don't realize that healing is a process and and it's not something that takes like healing doesn't mean that those things are no longer there the ugliness Mm -hmm. it means that you have recognized them acknowledged them and Mm -hmm. embraced them and you're working on them there are some there are some ugliness of us we cannot eliminate no matter how uncomfortable Oh, that was an amazing conversation, if you ask me. I really learned a lot. And it's just how we're able to have a heart, heartfelt conversation, be vulnerable and truthful at the same time. Because I think when it comes to relationships, aside the fact of either being self-aware or not, we know we we love the vanilla aspect of it we love the romantic aspect of it the mushy aspect of it but when it comes to the work we tend to shy away even when we know what to do because we feel it's the responsibility of the other person to either love us the way we are or, or carry our burdens and our baggages without even us trying to be the same for our partners so yeah i really really enjoyed this conversation and i hope you did and we will be closing up this conversation with some last words from our guests so if i want to leave a passing words it's going to be this in everything in every healing journey, in every self-aware journey you want to go on, be it in love, relationship, and friendships, and all of that, you have to become a carrier of forgiveness. It does. It's not for them. I think we always mistake the fact that forgiveness is for other people, as self-aware people, and you think you need it's something you need to hold on to no forgiveness is really for you if you ever want to get far with your healing and self-awareness journey if you ever want don't want to become a god a meaning god in the process that you start seeing people as less of human you have to learn how to forgive it speeds up your healing process it helps you see people through the lenses of grace like you can extend grace to them because you're forgiving them 
like you can see yourself through them yeah like humanity it has, to, it has to be your yeah. mantra yeah you have to forgive for yourself for your own well-being because i feel like when you hold on to unforgiveness it's like you're letting somebody that should not even be in your mind live rent free in your mind which is not healthy so as a self-aware person if there's something you need to be very familiar with is going to be forgiveness it helps you navigate a lot of friendships and relationships and all of that so yeah that's what i'm going to be starting with thank you so 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 much my last word before i go would be practice 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 practice. Mm. this is really your self-awareness journey create programs and plans for yourself to practice it's beautiful Mm. to know even in your platonic relationships practice kindness practice holding space for your female friends as well sometimes it happens that oh they do one thing i just cut them off they're a bitter bitch Mm. i can't deal with Mm. them no you have the option to find like 201 million friends again, but at least hold space for this person, hear them out, understand you're practicing for yourself as well. We are here for each other. We help each other grow to some of this hope. Self-awareness is such a beautiful journey, but we should allow it to be what it is, beautiful to us and our relationships, you know, when you have done the work, it becomes very difficult, can be a little bit more difficult to get into a relationship that is satisfying. So when you find that other person who somehow understands you your, and your journey and balances you out, try to just put in more work, you know, be courageous, um, build up your grit. Just don't give up too easily. Make sure that you've exhausted, you've given all all that you can healthily give to this relationship. I don't be a runner like me. I'm working on it. I'm working on it, but this is it. That's it. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to this episode. As usual, let me know what you think. Send me a DM on Instagram at the girl unplugged or chat me up on the Podrum app. I'll be looking forward to hear what you think, your thoughts, your comments, and all that good stuff. Don't forget to share with someone who you think might find this helpful. Hit the subscribe button to listen to more amazing stuff. And until the next episode, continue to be you to your full. Bye!